Welcome back, bro. Welcome back to the pod, baby. Guest 99. Tell them where they can find us real quick. Bro, you can find us on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. You can find us at this place. <laughs> you heard what he said. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, YouTube, Facebook. Facebook. Super quick. I tell people that we're on Spotify and Apple, they're like, man, you guys are like serious about this. Oh, we are, bro. Like, oh, we're, we're in deep, bro. Yeah, how much that laptop deep, cost me? Three paychecks, bro. Three paychecks, bro. No, not really. You need to get a new job. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> and the truck right, is taking bro. another paycheck. Let's get started. Let's get started. <laughs> Let's run it, dude. Uh, what do we got for tonight? We got we got our friend Dallin Grimm. I'm super excited about this one. This one's really this unique. This one's going to be a choppy one. This is going to be really unique. A lot of things that I haven't thought too much about, talked too much about. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. So we'll get into that. Um, no, no foreshadowing here. We'll just, no, we'll just get into not. it. We'll get into it. But uh, Graham, he he served with us in the mission, Michigan Detroit mission. So good buddy of mine. Uh, one of the first people I met when I came into the mission. Actually, both of you guys are kind of crazy. Oh, Anyways, club. Uh, he's from Spokane, Washington, uh, trying to get into the commercial music major at BYU. I have faith. He'll get in. So we're just gonna assume he's in because yeah. he's in. He's in. So he's teaching he's the in. class. He pretty much, bro. He's chilling, bro. Pretty he's much. In. Um, loves music, super, super musically talented as well. So it's cool, cool fact about Dallin. But uh, Dallin, join us on the come pod. on in, big Dow boy. Dallin. Yes, sir. Give me some dap. Good to see y'all. <laughs> just, yeah, we'll just, I, I dapped you up too. We'll just, yeah, no, 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 he didn't. He didn't dap me. No, he didn't. Of course, that's not. cool. That's all right. That's all right, Dallin. We're good. Don't worry about it. We're good. <laughs> so you love words. I'm not offended. Of course, all, I promise. He's hurt. Just a little bit. Defense is actually Jesus. choice. Uh, <laughs> how, you do, how you doing, my dad? My good man. Dude, fantastic. Yeah. How was your day today? Oh, splendid. <laughs> one one class is all it takes to. Two classes? Okay. Three classes? Terrible. One class? Delightful. Easy one. Amen to that. I was Easy talking money. to Jensen about this on the way over to the pod, but it's it's a like Old Testament class. The top I do it is like a PhD or like a master's in Hebrew studies. So it, it's so delightful. It's like he just gets to basically just like yap about whatever he wants in there and give us a reading guide beforehand it's so good and everyone's just nodding their head like, like yeah. he knows what they're talking oh, about yeah i have no idea what's going on right now <laughs> but that's sick yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. it was so good it was like i might bring some of it up today like in because like i don't know like some of that like proverbs ecclesiastes like the really like just random like nitty-gritty goofiness of the old testament like it like got relatable thanks to a good mm-hmm. professor hey, so good professors thank you professors What's True. his name? Uh, Brother Shannon. Avram Shannon. Brother Shannon. Most welcome shout to come out, on the pod, my boy. If you're a BYU, pull up in, pull up in a Shannon class. <laughs> Brother Shannon, that's amazing. There you go. <laughs> Super cool, man. And uh, so it was a New Testament class today. Because mm-hmm. um, at BYU, you have to take a religious class, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you, not every semester, but there's like X amount of like religious classes you okay. have to take and X amount of like cr- religion credits you have to have. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, you should be, if you served a mission, you should be walking away with like a religious education minor mm. between all the religion credits you have to take, right? Like in the, the 18 month to two year mission that you served. Mm-hmm. You Everyone basically leaves be getting, BYU with a minor in like yeah. LDS theology. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. A lot of this Bible should make it official there, if you ask me. Really? Oh, yeah? Maybe I should make a petition. If you guys are out there, let me know if you'd sign that. Oh, because well, signature one. But I, I don't know what I'm signing up for. You're signing. It's signed. Do you I like my credit score stuff. We're two. Yeah, yeah. Your credit card as well. Okay, this sounds like a fraudulent. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Just sign it, dude. You're signing your life away. Swipe it away. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the pod, bro. It's for the pod, boys. Business trust. It's like one of our sponsors. You know, just like how Nike sponsored us last week. 
We know this. We're in, baby. We are in. <laughs> Nike super lawyers, super. you didn't hear that. <laughs> they're not listening. Yeah, they're definitely not listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, there you go. Well, first of all, welcome on to Guest 99. We much appreciate it. Um, you said you watched every single episode. And you're diving in deep. We really appreciate that, man. Amen to that. Yeah, we really appreciate you um, subscribing and telling your family about it, your family telling other people about it. That's just how it works. That's how it works. That's, That's just how the word gets spread. It's true. Good word, Feel baby. free to, to do the same for those of you listening. Do the same, bro. Please, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get paid for this thing. I'm trying to get better mics. <laughs> <laughs> for real, bro. For real. All right, down. Let's dive into this thing, man. Like I said, welcome on. Welcome on. We appreciate it. Um, what did you serve? Tell you what. So I served with you guys in the Michigan Detroit Mission. Started out in a little place called Sandusky, Ohio. You guys know Cedar Point, the amusement park. I've heard yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Never been. Heard about it. Supposedly. You did go on your mission, bro? Great rides. That's, no, that's, that sounds was, like something you would have done. I was pretty bro. obedient. So it turns out, yeah, they a bunch of missionaries. Fun fact about the Michigan Detroit Mission. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say that with a straight face, bro. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I was listening to what he was saying. People, people in the past just, used to be just like disgustingly goofy. And so did a lot of like, we're a little too, goofed a little too close to the sun. And... Uh, <laughs> So now a lot of things are banned in the Michigan Joint Mission, including going to Cedar Point, the amusement park. Tough. Uh, really? Indeed, yeah. You ever been to Kalahari? I did, yeah, yeah, I've I, never I, been I to that one either, but I want to I used to go. work at a place just like it, and I can tell you what. I, it's like a water park, right? Indoor water park, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, where's this at? Uh, I used to work at one near Seattle, but Kalahari's in Sandusky. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Great place to, if you want to, if you're a mom and you want to get like three boxes of White Claws deep. Hey! Best place to do is in an indoor water park. No Throw way. hands with all the workers. That's two things I don't ever plan on doing. Hey, well. Being uh, a mom and getting three boxes of White Claws deep. Because you've already done the second one. You just got to do the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Bro. I'm pity. So funny. No, just, right, two, just two boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then I, I met, went over to Ypsilanti, Michigan, like a suburb of Ann Arbor. Met Big Yen's. Big Yen. That's, that's my name. I that's love what, it. That's what everyone calls him. We know this. Big uh, Yen. People are saying this. That's a and, sick name. Uh, <laughs> people are saying this. <laughs> no, people are saying My this. professors call me Big Yen's, actually. No way. He walks no, in class don't. immediately. Just they like, don't, yeah. they dap him up every professor. Bro, we should change yeah. the name to Big Yen's, bro. Big Yen's. I don't know about that's that. That's kind of slick. Hit him. Create a petition for it. Gotti T down to Cleveland. Needs no introduction. It's Cleveland, Ohio, not Utah. Cleveland, Utah, bro. There is a Cleveland, Utah. It's got two whole people in it. They're great. Really? Yeah. They're great. Was one of them LeBron? No. Continue on. Took yeah, balled it up in Cleveland. Where I go, and then to like spend the rest of my time in suburbs of Ann Arbor Mm -hmm. and Toledo, basically. Sounds like a good time, man. Sounds mm -hmm. like a great mission. Little shout out to MDM, dude. We love MDM mission. Amen. Um, before okay, before we actually talk about mission and post mission, because that's what we talk about here on Guest Ninety Nine, right? Is we focus on the the post mission and the reality of changing and coming back to regular life, right? Well, for real. Um, did you ever? Did you always want to go on a mission? Ooh, okay. I like honestly really didn't like mm. like uh, twenty nineteen. I'm a freshman at BYU, and I like I don't know. I really I started like. I kind of knew that I was supposed to, yep. like, eventually. And as it got closer, I kind of realized, like, I don't want to. Mostly because I didn't, like, I didn't have a really strong testimony. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was like, I don't know if I want to spend two years on this. And, like, I sort of, it was really selfish. But I sort of, like, made, like, a pact with myself. Kind of like, I'm not going to go on a mission unless I want to do it. Which is, like, super selfish and, like, throughout my mission i met like kids who'd come or like who were about to go on the mission or people who'd come on the mission i met them as missionaries 
who like just came because they knew it was the right thing to do if they didn't have a strong testimony. And like, yeah. there's a lot of faith in that. Mm-hmm. And like, I respect that. I did not have that. And so I was just kind of really selfish. Just like, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to go unless I really want to do it. And I like, as selfish as that was, I'm grateful for that mindset because I feel like if you take Grant, you take Dallin right out of like freshman year BYU, like February, 2020, I'm not lasting two years. Yeah. COVID hits. I'm at home for a while. Have to sit in my hands and think like everyone did. (laughs) Testimony builds like really just like a lot of like, okay, there's like the world's going to reopen eventually. I'm going to have to do some stuff. And like just little by little, like little things start happening. Testimony starts growing. Like, okay, I think I can do this. So like I was able, like when the world turned off, that was basically just like my, my opportunity to really just like try and shore up that, like getting prepped to go. Yeah. So by the time like February, 2021 rolls around, I'm heading out to Michigan, like knowing I'm about it. Mm-hmm. Not like knowing hundred percent everything, but like knowing at least that I feel like I well, can survive two years. There and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your choice. It's not like a forced thing. Mm-hmm. That's a great story, man, because I feel like it, a lot of people will either go into Michigan because they have a desire or they're forced to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and people who are forced to go, sometimes they figure out why they're there, and sometimes they figure out that it's a good thing for them, mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't. But I'm glad that your reason to go, from what I just understood from your story, is that you went because you wanted to, mm-hmm. and you had a testimony of the rest of the gospel of Jesus Christ as well. Um, so good on you about that, man. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I think, I don't think there's really a, a bad motivation to go on the mission, mm-hmm. but I think that is one of the best motivations to go, right? Good, better, best, right? From, from a long time ago, right? There's not really a bad reason to go on a mission. If it gets you out there, it gets you out there. Real. Right. But I think that is definitely one of the better, one of the best, you know, motivations to go on a mission is that you yourself have a testimony. You yourself want to go and want to serve the Lord and make a difference and Mm-hmm. Talk about the gospel for eighteen months to two years. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, so you're in the mission now, and this is what kind of a big premise of, of this episode is going to be. Um, down like like you've told us, and uh, what we've understand and what we've read that um, you're openly gay, mm-hmm. which is an amazing thing, especially for uh, someone who's got a strong testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So. I don't know really how to like, I don't know kind of like when it started to happen like that, mm-hmm. but let's start on the mission. Um, I'm assuming you were already had feelings like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. To, yeah. To break down a little like specific style for y'all. The, so yeah. So I identify as bisexual. So I'm attracted to like to men and women mm-hmm. both. And so that's a really interesting thing in, in an, in a, in a religious space where the expectation <clears throat> is marriage between a man and a woman. Yeah. Um, like I knew, uh, like, like, uh, probably honestly, just a couple months before my mission, I sort of really understood that, like that about myself that like, okay, I'm attracted to, to like the limit doesn't exist basically. Yeah. Um, and like, you, you'd think it'd like be better for my dating prospects, but here I am still single. Unfortunately. Oh, welcome to the clubbing dog. But no, yeah. And so like on the mission, it was super interesting um, because we had two mission presidents, yep. uh, we had President Sorensen, President Johnson. Mm-hmm. I love them both a lot. Um, and I had a whole bunch of companions. Um, and so I got like you know with my twenty companions and two mission presidents, I got twenty two answers. Yeah, that's great. Um, about what to do about it, basically, uh, on the mission, and it was very, it was really interesting. Like, uh, my fir- our first mission president and a lot of early companions 
the advice is sort of just like, uh, yeah, take it back to President Bush and don't ask, don't tell. Hmm. Just like, don't talk about it. Um, it's not something to really worry about. Um, you're not dating anyone for these two years anyways. Um, and I do know that it probably would have, like for some companions, would have raised some uncomfortable conversations. Um, some people who like aren't super chill with that. And that's okay. Like we all come from different levels of like different backgrounds, uh, different understandings of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of like frustrating that first couple months of feeling very much like I wasn't allowed to really talk about it, which is interesting. Cause that's like a really key part of my theology is <clears throat> being both like a member of the church on the covenant path and like being bi, being gay. And so like those two things like have to be intermeshed or else like the, the alternative is they're just like two separate worlds. And that's going to lead to just like, that's going to lead to friction. That's going to lead to pain. That's not going to end well for anybody. Yeah. Like the two blend i've come to a point where in my theology where like the two blend really beautifully and really well um but it wasn't like that at the beginning of the mission obviously so like i would like we like early on be like we'd teach someone who was also gay or something Mm -hmm. like that and like in that moment i'd be like oh cool this is my opportunity i get it i get to talk about me now yeah um and like it was fun it was rad but then like after a little bit of that like i started talking about it less i started sharing about it less um and because i thought it was the right thing to do And like, it just, I just couldn't feel the spirit as strongly when I felt like I like was putting a muzzle on myself, I guess. Can I ask a follow up question on that? Yeah. Um, So you kind of talked about how um, your first mission president kind of told you, hey, don't really, you don't really need to talk about it. Kind of just keep it on the down low. There's nothing too crazy. So when you said that, as you continue on with the mission, you continue to talk and teach people about mm-hmm. the restored gospel and you kind of dialed that back. Was that because you felt like it or because people were telling you, Hey, you don't really need to share stuff like that right now. It was a little of both. Okay. Uh, it was a little bit of, a little bit of like, that's the advice I was getting from mission leadership. Um, and also just realizing that like, so like some people like in the church, outside of the church who like, if they don't like gay people, they really don't like gay people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm, I'm, I was in Chelsea, Michigan, another suburb of Ann Arbor and, um, a friend, um, actually I don't even, I don't need to hide behind that, uh, 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 very vague language anymore. I put up a post on the remember Christ page or like mission Facebook page, um, very vaguely in vague terms about my sort of like a paragraph or two about my experience as a bi Latter day saint, like, um, just like very simply like. Like I'm bisexual. I'm also a member. I really love the church. I like, I stick on the covenant path. It brings me a lot of joy. Maybe that's it. Yep. Um, throw up some like stock photo on there, put post it. Uh, like it's up there and like, it does the numbers. Um, it's like getting big. It's getting engagement from people. The page isn't normally seeing two days in, we get a call from someone in our ward, uh, the Chelsea like, ward in the Chelsea ward. Who's like, like what is, this is disgusting mm. like this is like one of the worst things i've ever seen like on this page like yeah i need your mission president's number so i can talk to him about this yeah end of the day uh we us and the because it was in the uh, president who came from our area um <clears throat> and then the like the social media leaders 
uh, get calls from president saying basically like this needs to come down. Like it's, uh, it's getting too much flack. And sort of at that point I was like, okay, so like my option is shut up. Mm. Um, cause I knew that there were at that point, it was sort of the first time I realized like there are people who really aren't okay with this. Um, and like, it's going to cause too much contention. It's going to distract from the work. It's going to possibly hurt me. So I need to just like, just, yeah, not talk about it anymore. Yeah. That must've been tough. It was weird. So really not talk about, obviously your feelings, right? Yeah. Cause that's what you do on the mission. A lot you talk about your feelings cause that's how the spirit talks to you is through your feelings and through yeah. your thoughts. Right. <clears throat> so just to be really, to have like the, the mindset of, bro, I can't talk about anything that I'm feeling right now to mm-hmm. anybody. Cause if I do, I'm going to have all this, all these like, just people talking bad down on me or whatever yeah. it is. And just like, that's like, that's a trial that, that I've, I've never experienced. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about Jones. Have you ever experienced that? Before? No, I've never experienced anything like that, especially as, as strong as that, that has to be right. Mm-hmm. That's a very right to come out as, as by as openly gay, right. Is, is a big step for, mm-hmm. for anybody that takes that step. Right. And so those are strong feelings. That's a big, that's a big step that they're willing to take to then, feel like you're closed off like that you can't talk about that like you took that step you did what you know you finally built up the confidence and the trust in people to to you know share that about yourself and now all of a sudden you feel like you can't talk about it anymore Mm -hmm. so that's a that is a a challenge i've never experienced that i imagine a lot of people don't get to experience or don't have that 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 same experience yeah so i wanted to ask you during those times what are some things that you did to you know try to overcome that it was a lot of prayer. Yeah. I bet. Tell you how much for free. Um, like, I th- yeah, prayer is like the, the ultimate, because I didn't really have a lot of people I could. Did like, many people know? I I came out to like my like my family and friends on the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so like not a huge amount of people knew it was my email list basically. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know, like, you know, a couple dozen people. And, you know, a lot of friends who I'd normally talk to back home, aren't like members of the church. They're not used to checking their email every Monday for the missionary email. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so like, so I, I wouldn't really get to talk to them that often. My like siblings are all younger than me. So like, like can talk to them to a point. My parents weren't super understanding at that point. Uh-huh. Uh, or at least like super early on. They like, they're super understanding now. Like I can talk to them a lot more about it now. Um, but like, I like, especially at that point, like right around that, like, that incident i wasn't talking to companions about it i wasn't talking to the press about it i so like i had one person to talk to and he's up there yeah um so yeah i'd start praying and like i had some like the like longest prayers like of my life right then like a solid like uh i remember specifically like one study i just read something um from like a recent uh like general authority uh like fireside or something uh and it really, like, it, it hurt. It hurt to read just because it like, it felt like they were saying things that was like, like invalidating me, my experience saying like, like I, that it, it felt like the, the words they were using was that I didn't have a place in the church mm-hmm. uh, as a gay member. Um, so like after that, that was like a solid like hour, like on the knees in my, on my, like up against my bed, uh, uh, yeah, in that Ypsilanti, Michigan apartment, just like, just wrestling with that and just praying on that. Cause like, cause it's, it's a weird thing to like, to feel like that's what you're hearing from an apostle of the Lord. Yeah. who's like message is love that like, yes, but not for you. Um, 
And so like, it took a good solid chunk of time just on the knees and really like thinking through that wrestling with that, like <clears throat> taking that back up to the Lord. Like, what do you like, what do you think about what is true? Like, yeah. what do I need to change in my mindset to like understand this? And so like, you know, a good couple like big wrestling sessions like that, a lot of just like small throughout the day prayers helped me like understand prophetic counsel better, helped me like ra- like reason with some of these things better. Um, but yeah, like prayer was like, that was the one, Yeah, that was the one thing basically for a while. Exactly. I think um, you hit it right on the head is, is prayer just in, in anyone's situation, right? In, in anyone's experience um, is some of the best way. Well, it probably is the best way to feel the comfort and number one, to feel Heavenly Father's love. And to, uh, number two, you know, find answers through the Holy Ghost and through the Lord as well. Um, obviously, my experience is different from yours, but I had a tough times on my mission as well. And I know a lot of people did. Oh, real? And, you know, sometimes you just have to do that one-on-one little session with the Lord and just tell him how it is. And, and he'll let you know how it is as well. <laughs> uh, he definitely will let you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. But, um, well, thank you for sharing course with that small experience as well uh, just a follow-up question um did you ever feel like it was too much and you wanted to go home mm. uh i think to a point it got like i don't know if you guys can relate but i definitely had moments on the mission where i was like this is too much i can't go home yeah mm. i think i think i definitely felt that way yeah i think everybody at some point in time on the mission feels that way right like wow there's so much going on right now i don't know that I can do this, but I don't have an option. I'm, I'm out here. You like, you know you what I mean? Do. Like, it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to put my head down and get this done, right? Um, so, I definitely feel like everybody feels like that way. Yeah. On the mission. And post-mission, too. Oh, I yeah. definitely feel like that way. Like, there's nothing I can do about what I'm going through right now. It's not like yeah. I can just no, go yeah. home, right? <laughs> yeah, I must go home. But, no, like, but like, there's still times where I'm like, wow, this is a lot right now. And I don't know that I can do this, right? Mm-hmm. But you just take it one day at a time. Just take it one task at a time. And Really, yeah. You know, you're, you'll be all right no absolutely yeah like it's easy to like look at like going home as like this like magic button you can just push yeah, yeah. Just like hey that's a lot of paperwork you gotta do it's like too that's much, a grind. Too much paperwork man <laughs> b my yes. handwriting ain't good enough for that, <laughs> that. it's like if i'm too depressed make it through this day how am i gonna make it through four weeks <laughs> you're a dog <laughs> uh, but then like you know besides that it's like i'm like these problems like are still gonna stick with me if i just go home yeah yeah they like, don't disappear. You know, yeah, things don't magically just like this isn't the easy button that solves everything. Yeah, sorry, so right there. I think that's a, a good point because I feel like when you're on the mission, you're like, dude, if I just go home, all my problems are done. That's my escape pod. But no, your problems are double, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your problems are double. They don't disappear. They don't, dude. They, they don't, don't disappear at all. Especially if they're like things that are gonna stick with you afterward, like things of identity or things of your testimony. Yeah. Uh, like I think every missionary can relate to having like a testimony, like, like bump in the road or oh, something yeah. of oh, your of mission. Course. Two oh, years is a long time and you're going to hit like a down track in the escalator. You're going to meet that one guy and you're just like, Hey, I never knew that about our church. You're like, yeah. What the heck? Real. Just, and it's like, yeah. if going home, like seems to be the option, like that testimony, like it isn't like magically you land home and you're like, Oh man, everything's test- good again. Where the restored gospel. It's all back. It's so <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah like, I know it is. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I kind of forgot what my follow-up question was. All right, John, bro. Oh, yeah, about did you ever feel like it was too much? Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to go home, I'm, I'm assuming no. I, like, <laughs> chilling. like, I definitely had moments where, like, and I feel like some of this is just, like, good old-fashioned depression. Yeah. Not, like, um, which is, you know, my best friend. Love We love depression, we love anxiety around here. Um, that was a lie. Uh, <laughs> and, but, like, <laughs> but you know like uh like yeah i think i had moments where like i sort of felt like 
I would like to go home, but I never to a point where I like considered it a real option. Like we said. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like for me personally, there are like times when you're like, yeah, you want to go home, but that step of actually calling president, like I'm done with this. Yeah. That's a whole different field yeah. on the other side of the, of the way. Right. So, um, thank you for sharing about the mission. Cause I've always wondered that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I've never had opportunities to sit down and talk to you and kind of like, dissect your brain i guess just to kind of yeah. see how that was for you right mm-hmm. um but let's 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 talk about post-mission life mm-hmm. right um how's it been how long you been back now i've been back since february so i think like what is that 10 months bro my one year is tomorrow no way. way that's yeah. wild crazy eh? that's wild that's right dang. time flies when you're having fun man drop the music video and left that's right for context uh for our beautiful podcast listeners uh oh, no. elder, and elder jensen one of their first creative ventures before guest 99 <laughs> was a beautiful um rap and music video entitled remember christ yes, sir. Uh, for our mission facebook page it was truly incredible when you first heard about it were you like what are these fools doing no, no i was so hyped really because i knew it was you two he w- he was a day one supporter oh yeah yeah you were he was a, there, I were, there were very few messages, day one yeah. supporters but he was one of them. There definitely were some haters. We've there. all heard like terrible missionary raps, but I know like yeah. it's Ikimau and Jensen. Like if nothing else, these guys are going to like deliver the worst bars I've ever heard with <laughs> integrity. With <flames>. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't try their hardest, man. Is that what we did? Them. Did we do that, Griff? Dude, you, had, you actually had good bars. Okay. You had great production, right. first right. of all. Thank Shout Drake out to Drake. bro. I'm his ghostwriter, bro. Come no, on. No, really. We know this. <laughs> People have been saying this. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. No, it was, it was wonderful. And then you left the day after it dropped, I guess. You yeah, can, honestly, you can find the, that. The you guys can find that on Caleb Ikimau's Facebook page. And on YouTube. And on YouTube. And on YouTube. Uh, uh, just search Ooh. up Remember Christ on YouTube. Caleb Ikimau will probably pop up. Hey, you're on there too, bro. Yeah, but yeah, yes, guess verse, by, uh, guess verse, by the best line, best verse, best verse, featuring little big ends. I love it. I love it. No, but that's sick. It was, it was great that 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 music video performed some really cool miracles mm-hmm. that we didn't see coming, bro, for real, uh, dude. which is which is really cool. And maybe yeah. we can talk about some more of those later on because those are some serious, like really cool miracles that that came from that and the effort we put into it, but. Um, for another time, mm-hmm. um, back to back to back to Dallin, back to Grim. Um, we started that transition of like coming back home, right? So you've been home for about ten months, mm-hmm. and did it get easier to talk about it? Like, did you feel like you weren't being so? I don't want to say locked down, but like so, like. Shh. Yeah, I think so. I, it helped. Like the last couple like months of my mission, I very much felt a lot more open to talk about it with like companions, yeah. with members. Did, uh, question: yeah. Did that change? Because of the mission president change, because uh, that happened about I think so, yeah, roughly around that time. I, I, w- I would definitely say so. Like I, I love President Sorensen, um, but like his just his uh, way of talking about it and President Johnson's way of talking about it were just different. Yeah, and so I felt just a little more extra freedom to talk about it with people. So like members of the ward or people we were teaching or my companions, I'd, I'd feel like I had more freedom to talk to them about it. Like the the the, the joys, the triumphs, and also like the falls. Yeah. Um, okay. But then, like, getting back home, I I feel like I was more free to talk about it, but it's, it's a little different. Because for, like, there's, like, there's a lot of missionaries who go out and they serve and, and, and are gay. And, like, sometimes the expectation is, like, okay, you're finally back. You're finally free. You can stop pretending now and you can get back to kissing boys. Right? And, like, I, like, I, I don't, I don't love that false dichotomy there. Um, because, like, it's so many people 
like in the general, like the big like Mormon diaspora <clears throat> of people who are like firmly entrenched in the church. Like wherever you like are in activity to people who are like who are leaving or have left the church. Like that whole big wave of just Mormon land. Mm. There's people scattered around all through it, especially the poles, who are like uh of like deeply entrenched and like have like firmly left, who are like like these two things, like gay member of the church, they don't go together. Yeah. Like they don't match. Um and so like being home and being more out about it was like uh, it just gave more avenues to that sort of mindset to like, and it's really easy to like, just like with anything in the gospel, like it'd be so easy to not keep the word of wisdom. It'd be mm-hmm. so easy to be like, this is a lot like not drinking coffee, like not smoking with the boys. Like this is a lot. Yeah. And like, it'd be really easy to like ignore these things, but like for this, like for like matters of like attraction and, and gender too. Um, for like for members of the church and non-members who are going through that, like uh, like gender and sexuality, all of those things, I've heard it con- like conflated with uh, like just like wanting to break the word of wisdom too many times. Yeah, like like obviously like your favorite sin is different than something that like is just innately part of you, um, which is what like like attraction and like like gender dysphoria these things are. Um, there's something that's just sort of, they're baked in, uh, mm-hmm. to you as a person. And so like talking about them after the mission became, I felt sort of obligated for a while to be like a spokesperson, which I don't want to be a spokesperson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be like, I don't want to be the poster gay Mormon. Right. Um, because I'm a normal dude. I'm going to make... I'm going to make mistakes and slip up and I don't want to like have to be this visage of false perfection of like, look, it's perfect for you too. You can, you can be gay in the church and nothing bad will ever happen because it's a, it's a tough journey. Yeah. You have like people in without the church telling you it's not a place for you. You have your own self who's really confused because these are things that seem on their face to be like really conflicting. Yeah. Um, but being able to be in a place like Provo has been really interesting and really powerful for that. There's a really strong, like, uh, culture of like of pride in Provo against all odds. Yeah. Um, like reuniting with my friends from before the mission, making new friends after the mission, um, has made it clear that like I'm not alone in wanting to stay a member of the church and like like living like with these attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at the same time, talking about it is a little different because at BYU, like on my mission, like if I talk about it, nothing bad's going to happen. At BYU, there's goofballs. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Who might try and be like, ooh, he said something wrong. Honor code office for him. He's um, got the beard. Get him in the office. Yeah, yeah get him out of here. <laughs> so like, but I, I do feel like I have more freedom to talk about it, And I do love, um, most of all, like just the, my own personal journey of like, just discovery and trying to figure out what the heck is going on with like the go- merging the gospel and my lived experience. But it's, yeah. it's how, really how cool. do you merge that? Cause yeah. Um, yeah. How do you merge that? Like, what do you even do for that? Yeah. I like, I like, it goes back to prayer and it goes back to personal revelation because like, this is true of like something else in the church, just like marriage in the church in general. Like, I think it's like something like half of the adults in the church are unmarried right now. Wow. Um, half the adults half the adults 
Half oh. the adults in the church are unmarried right now. Um, and so for a church that talks a lot about families, the church has a lot already to talk about um, with like, okay, we have a, a culture of eternal families and like getting together, keeping it strong. What do we do for the people who like, they haven't found the one yet. They, they've been divorced. Yeah. They da, 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 da. So the church already has a hard time with this. So for an even smaller group of people where the options are a lot more limited because realistically your options, if you're like, if you're gay in the church or lesbian or bi or pan or anywhere else in the beautiful little queer umbrella, like your options are like be celibate, live like a monk, basically marry someone of the opposite gender who you're probably not attracted to. And that like could go well, is probably going to go poorly or just break ranks and like marry who you marry, who you want to marry, which is a really tough set of choices. But like, if we're talking about imperfection, we have to talk about Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ spent his entire life ministering to the imperfect, Mm -hmm. like to the marginalized, to the people who like no one cared about the Samaritan woman, um, all sorts of people throughout Christ's ministry were like broken and imperfect and cast aside by a society that cared so much about purity, which, you know, it's nothing like today in Utah. And um, it's a really like, it's a really beautiful thing to sort of like turn to the words of Christ and turn to Christ and Heavenly Father through prayer. Yep. I'm just like, okay, like I know that like words on a page are this and I get that as awesome. That's, that's how doctrine has to work there's a lot of nuance around these words. There is nuance in how this is to be interpreted. There's nuance in how you'll have me live these things, how you'll have me teach these things. And so personal revelation is huge for that. There is no um, follow this person's example. Um, Because for like, if there is a million gay members of the church, there's a million different ways to live the gospel as a gay member of the church. Yeah. Like there's people who will get married like to someone who they love and still try and stay in the church. Charlie bird is a great example. He was uh, Cosmo, the mascot for BYU for all. He got married to his husband. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. And like, he like, he's still like, he's strong in the church. He like, he leads a lot of events. I'm pretty sure he still holds calling. Um, or uh, we can't, we don't know that. Uh, we, we'd hope, um, and like, he would really like for that to be, um, a world that he can live in. Yeah. Some people, um, that's not what is going to happen for them. Some people are going to try their best to, to like live strong and like wait for maybe some of the opposite gender who can show up and be right for them. Some people are going to live single and that's totally like, all these things are okay. Yeah. I don't feel like there's any, there's a bad option here the um because it's all just it's personal revelation mm-hmm. and like the gospel is a gospel of hope is it like that's like been probably the thing for me with this kind of thing and with the gospel in general that is like the only like buoy i've had or the yeah. strongest always is just hope we like have to believe that things will get better and i love like i guess like one last little tangent before i stop yapping no go ahead. uh the it's like my old testament class we talked today uh, just today about proverbs and ecclesiastes these are two like really dry books of scripture 
Like, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> In case you hadn't known before, probably please ask you. I've never read it. Read well, yeah. <laughs> and you probably don't remember reading them. It's probably it's be partially because like they're two very different works. Proverbs is like a movie. Everything is awesome. Except for like foreigners and women, like we hate them. But like <laughs> Wait, everything what? else is awesome, dude. The Proverbs. What book are you reading? I'm, I'm reading the Bible, bro. The Bible's a weird old book. Um, <laughs> the Old Testament, no old less. Testament, no, old not Testament. Not it's on a different. They get wild in the Old Testament. Um, and then Ecclesiastes is basically someone claiming to be Solomon, not Solomon, saying like, actually, everything sucks. Life sucks. Like. It is the most angsty, this. depressed book of scripture. And like the key is combining them. And we see that in Ecclesiastes three, which is a like a ver- like chapter that like some old heads will know of just like, there is a time to work and there's a time to play a time to give a time to take uh, a time to rise, a time to fall. Mm. It's kind of the um, epitome of like those two together. Like, Everything's awesome, but not really. Sometimes things suck. Life sucks and then you die, but that's okay because there will be a time for life to not suck. Yeah. That's that, like, to me, is that's a really, like, if you take these two books, one message you get is just a really long enacted parable of just the paradox of hope. Because sometimes, dude, things suck. Dude, life sucks, bro. <laughs> life that's, sucks and then you die. That's how it's meant to be. be. Yeah. That's what we signed up for. And then sometimes things will get better. Like in this life, sometimes afterwards. Yep. Yep. The key is if we hope that things will get better eventually, that things aren't always going to suck like they do right now, then things get better. So for me as a gay member of the church, I like, I would love to find someone who is the one who like, I love them. They love me. And we, there is a path for us to be able to be sealed together for eternity. Whether, whether if they're a guy or a girl, if like that path is open in both directions, that would be incredible. Mm. I know that that's like a fair, like that is a hope that some may say is not based in like doctrine, not based in truth. But like, what hope is realistic? I like the idea that I might find someone who I like is the one like I click with and who I love and the way is shut. That's heartbreaking. Hmm. Just like the idea of that. And I believe in a God who loves me, who will make things right. So even if throughout my entire rest of however long I got left, we'll say 70 years. Uh, Wait, you say seven wow. or 70? We'll say, we'll say 70. We'll say seven years. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I was like, we'll say seven years. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll clock out at 28. Right. <laughs> He's gone. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you pay me now. You pay me now. I'm a fuck out. 30 sounds kind of cringe. I'll take take my paycheck. Uh, But like, even if like I live the rest of my life and like uh, same sex temple marriage isn't an option, which realistically may not happen, probably. Hmm. I still have hope that like, I'm like that God knows better than me. Yeah. Like I'm not God. And he is. He knows how to create an eternity for everyone that will bring them a fullness of peace and a fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. What that looks like, I do not know. I hope it's really good. What what a powerful restored truth, bro. That was right? sick. That 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 we will all be happy with whatever with whatever it is that that happens in the next life. God loves us so much that He will provide a way that we're all happy and satisfied with wherever we end up, whatever happens. 
I just that is such a that's such a hopeful thought and truth that we that we have. Yeah, there's a few things that you said there um, down that that really caught my attention was uh, um, how you talked about how the gospel is a gospel of hope. That's amazing because it is. It's gospel of hope. It's gospel of change as well. You know, through the atonement of Jesus Christ, we can be ch- we can be changed and, and come closer to our, our Father in heaven and His Son Jesus Christ. Uh, you also said something about um, how God knows everything, and He knows more than you. He knows more than me. He knows more than every single person living on this on this earth right now. Um, and we just have just have to have faith in that. You know, and that's one of the the great truths I love to teach people is you know we might not know everything. We don't know anything. <laughs> But God knows what's best for us. We might not see it right now. We might have this like tiny little vision of what he sees, but he sees the whole picture. Like mm-hmm. he sees what's going to happen for you. Um, he knows what's going to happen for me. He's going to happen to Austin as well. It's what's going to happen for the pod. Hopefully it's cha-ching here. Things. Hopefully it's a little cha-ching. <laughs> but uh, that's not going to happen here soon. But, um, <laughs> but we hope. But we hope. Put that on a t-shirt, but we hope, baby. But we hope. But, but we, a new hope, Yo, Star Wars, wait, baby. Title of the video, but we hope. But we hope. Bars. Mm. Mm. You heard it here first. That's why they call him Little Big Yens. Big <laughs> Yens. <laughs> Get a tatter on his neck or something, bro. <laughs> Not forehead, bro. On the forehead, on the forehead. Right. Amazing, amazing. No that, that, that'll help. That'll help with it a lot help. of things. It would help with oh, a lot yeah. of sponsors, too. Yeah. And a lot of job interviews for you. Um, my future spouse will love that one. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, well, hopefully. That'll be sick. <laughs> she knows immediately who she's talking to. Oh, this is oh, a little bit. Oh, you know, brother. You're brother, 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 brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walking billboard for yourself, man. That's hilarious, bro. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, down, so terrible. we're coming towards the end. Um, to our pod, we're coming to the end. Once again, appreciate you coming. Appreciate you letting us know your experiences. Dude, appreciate you having me. Hey, no worries, man. No worries. And we really appreciate just, um, just your point of view of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it is um, something that I'm not used to and a lot of people are not used to. But to have a platform where we can talk about this, where you know we don't have to hide behind our words or we don't have to hide behind you know what we're doing. We can kind of just be you know, 100% honest on on people's experiences and um, on the testimony of Jesus Christ as well. And I know if you watched every single episode and you and you subscribe like every single person watching, wave to them. We appreciate it. Popping y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way we like to end um, our podcast, we like to end pretty uniquely for every single episode. I would love to ask people um, just something different um, every single time. And I, I've been trying to like ponder, ponder and, and think about what we can ask for you down. But for some reason, I just kept, just going back to just having Sarah's testimony, having Sarah's testimony. Um, and then if you were able to, uh, I would love to just hear just a simple testimony of the Rousseau gospel, but more about Jesus Christ as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I love Jesus Christ. Like number one, that's, that's the thing that keeps me reading my scriptures and, and get my butt out the door in the church um, is I love Jesus Christ. And I love my heavenly father and my heavenly parents. Like, I, like, the crux of, like, my whole, like, experience with all of this is I've sort of been forced into a position where I have to rely on the atonement and the Savior more, which is really cool. Um, Because of it, I, like, I've been forced to get down on my my knees more because I've gotten to know my Savior better. Without that, uh, like without, like without being by that wouldn't have happened for me. I would probably still be in the same, just like happy to, um, 
you know, happy to just exist passively malaise, I probably would not be a member without being forced to get on my knees and get to know my savior better, who I just love so much. I, I absolutely know that he knows everything that we've gone through and that we're going to go through. He gives us challenges for a purpose and he puts us in front of people who can help us. Mm-hmm. He's put me in front of people who have shaped me for the better. And I know that on the mission and off the mission, he's put me in, in the path of like friends who I've been able to share something that wasn't mine to say, but was just what the spirit gave me to, to help them. I know that that doesn't happen any other than besides through God who loves us. Mm-hmm. I love my heavenly parents. I love Jesus Christ. I love the Holy ghost. I know that they are holy and they are perfect and they love holy and perfectly. I know the church is true. I know that it's a bumpy bus ride sometimes for some, but that just means it's our responsibility as fellow bus passengers to clean it up for the next guy. Make sure there's a seat next to us. That's nice and warm mm-hmm. and hopefully it doesn't have too many holes or rats in it. <laughs> hopefully and, not too warm. Right. Right. For real. <laughs> and I know that everything's all going to work out in the end. I, yeah, I, yeah. Love God. Love talking about him. And I say in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Uh, thank you for your, your simple testimony and um, just your willingness to, to come in here and to share your experience. And I just want to add my testimony as well. Um, that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world and he is perfect and it's through him that we can find happiness and joy in a crazy world that we live in and do we live in a crazy world mm. oh yes we do um, preach, preach. But going back to what you said about prayers you know through uh, we talk to our father in heaven through his son Jesus Christ and, and he will respond back to us through the Holy Ghost um, and that's just the simple fact of that how God loves us. He will speak to us and he will let us know what to do and he will show us his love. And I know he has done for you. I've definitely felt it here as, as we had opportunity to, um, to really talk to you and, and get your experience as well. And that's just my short testimony here. Amen. Amen. You know, just, just mine real quick is, I think it all just comes back to hope. I think that is just such a beautiful topic that we discussed today, right? That we were able to, to understand more about, right? And we can hope because of Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus Christ, we have a hope for a brighter future, for a better, a better future, whatever it might be, um, right? And and I'm forever grateful for our Savior Jesus Christ too, who performed the atonement for us, right? That gives us that opportunity to do so, um, you know, to to have a place where everybody can come and belong and feel welcomed, um, which I absolutely love, you know, and just just being able to meet new people and. Um, and share a little bit of, of Christ's love with them in any way that I can is, is just one of my favorite things to, to try and try and do on a daily basis. But, um, yeah, that's, that's my little testimony as well. Perfect. So Dallin, we, we do appreciate you coming on and, uh, and sharing your experiences and sharing your, your unique story with us and, um, with the people listening. And, um, you know, we appreciate you out, coming out here and, and being open to, to being, to being able to do that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can't speak. <laughs> hey, neither can I. No, there we go. It was just hard. Before we end, Don, do you have any last things to say? Any last shout outs? Any last Venmos uh, that you want to give to us? <laughs> hey, you know, most important thing I think for people out there is to make sure to subscribe and follow Guest 99. Hey, hey my dog! Wow! <laughs> if you're not following these guys right now, hit that follow button if you're on Spotify. Make sure to get those notifications when they drop new episodes. Yes, sir, baby. Every Monday at 11 o'clock. Every Monday Eastern. at 11. It's gonna be good. good. Hey, don't you're the man, bro. We appreciate it very much. I know you. Just like he said, this is guest ninety nine. I'm Caleb. This is my co-host. I'm Austin. That's guest ninety nine this week. See you guys next week.
Yes, sir.